The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. This is Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Esports is a good aberration. We're still moving forward. We're part of something much bigger than sport right now. The health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Kelly. You're listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports, a special edition today, a breaking news edition. We're going to talk about a deal going on down in South Florida. The first you're going to hear from it directly from the man himself. Yeah, Derek Jeter. He is the CEO of the Florida Marlins. He played for a time up here in my backyard in New York. Hall of Fame inductee as of 2020. Well, he's got a new name for his ballpark. Used to be known as Marlins Park. From here on out, it's going to be known as Lone Depot Park, taking the name of one of the country's biggest non-bank lenders. It's based out in California, but this was a deal that was long in the making as Jeter and his fellow owners set about trying to find the best partner. So let's get into it. Well, Derek Jeter, really nice to talk to you. Tell me about this deal. This is a big move for you. Well, we got here, we we acquired the organization about three and a half years ago. And uh, we knew that this is one of the pillars for us as an organization to continue to grow and build uh, and and be sustainable on the business operations side. Um but the but the process for us is is you know it's one of the things that I mentioned to to Anthony and we this is I think why we we've, we've gotten along so well is the fact that I, I told him I, I didn't want this to be transactional I wanted it to be a true partnership and and we've had inbound calls um, since we've been here and we're searching for the right partner and and it just took a short period of time getting to know Anthony and seeing his leadership skills and and what he has built at Lone Depot and uh, for us it was it was a perfect match. And so, Anthony, tell me about the process from your perspective, because this is a big commitment. You know, you're slapping your name on, on something, but even more so, as Derek said, you're really getting into to business here. I mean, these these are pretty serious relationships, pretty serious marriages, um, you know, when you when you link up with with a team like this. So tell us about the process from from your perspective. Well, being married to uh, Miami Marlins, Derek Jeter sounds okay, so we just <laughs> went for it immediately. Um, so, you know, from, from our perspective, I think beyond uh, the the financial obligations here, it was just really important for us to find the right cultural fit and the t- right type of um, enthusiasm and a contemporary sort of feel to uh, what we, we were searching. Obviously, lots of choices on the marketplace. And, uh, and we were uh, evaluating an opportunity like this, I would say, for five years. So 
when we finally met uh, Derek and the entire uh, Marlin organization, it just felt right to us. And uh, in this entire sort of process, uh, it just gave us an opportunity to confirm the fact that we did select the right partner, and we're just we're just thrilled. And so, Derek, put this deal in context for me in terms of some of the other business moves you've been making. You've been pretty busy in this offseason, it feels like, you know, lining up sponsors, as you say. You know, this is a business that needs to be funded. Um, tell me more uh, about how that works, your involvement with it, and, and the strategy underneath it, especially for this specific team. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's we've been very vocal since we've gotten here in, in some of the deals that we needed to get done to help turn around this this uh, organization. You know, obviously our um, TV deal was was important for us. That's a pillar for us. Uh, naming rights is is a big deal for us. But it, it, it's something that uh, you know, I just just want to say this once again. It's not something that we felt as though we had to rush into. Mm-hmm. You know, we were looking for someone that had shared values and vision, and and someone that was uh, committed to the community. And uh, you know, speaking with Anthony about his commitment and Loan Depot's commitment, what they've done uh, in the community, uh, that was that was a big part of this. So for us as an organization, you know, we came here and we said that we were going to. Any promises that we made, we were going to keep, and and we understood that how in, in order to turn the organization around, we had to turn it around not only uh, just on the baseball operations side, but on the business operations side, and and having partners and developing relationships with with uh, you know a company like Lone Depot really really just I think it shows not only. Um, you know, the fans of the Miami Marlins, but it also shows the South Florida uh, community that uh, you have a national um, company like Lone Depot that's willing to invest in the organization and in the South Florida community. You know, that's, that's a big sign. It's a good sign. And, and uh, you know, I'm happy to, to, to hear that there are companies out there like Lone Depot that believe in what we're building down here and they believe in the South Florida community. Well, let's talk about that community if we can, Anthony, because South Florida, and I don't have to tell either of you this, and I certainly don't have to tell Derek this because he's been living it, living and breathing it for the last three and a half years. It's a different sort of market. It's incredibly uh, diverse in many ways, economically and otherwise. So how do you look at at the market from an opportunity perspective? Because ultimately, this is a business decision for you. You are trying to reach a new audience. You're trying to serve a very specific community. So what does that specific community represent for you from a, a business opportunity? Well, I, I think that one of the key words here is diversity. And, you know, being an immigrant uh, and, and a minority and understanding how important diversity is, if you look at uh, the Marlins organization, uh, as well as uh, looking at Lone Depot, uh, it just, uh, again, goes back to, to my point earlier. It just, just fit all the boxes that, that we were looking for. Uh, Florida is one of the largest uh, home um, ownership states in the country, and certainly our headquarters are currently in California, although we operate uh, out of all 50 states uh, in the country. So geographically, it just made a ton of sense to us, and culturally, as well as the diversification, uh, just checked up every box for uh, our young organization's brand and what we stand for, and uh, the fact that uh, South Florida and Florida is uh, such a diverse uh, area of inflow, 
Uh, it's a great area uh, for visitors and vacationers. It just does a lot for our brand. So, Derek, similar question to you. I mean, I, I would imagine that moving around South Florida, as you do, there are certain days where you feel like you never left New York. It's just a little warmer because uh, of all the New Yorkers that are down there. There are other, obviously, parts of the South Florida area, especially in Miami, which feel very different and vibrant from an, in an entirely different way. How do you coalesce that from a business perspective? How do you create a product that does appeal across that wide spectrum? Well, I think, you look, Miami is a very unique city. I mean, uh, you guys have talked about the diversity here. And, and you know, we want to be a reflection of that. And, and we've, we've done that. I think we've done a pretty good job of that um, since we've been down here is embracing the diversity, embracing the culture of Miami, and, and making it this a fun atmosphere. Because you come down to Miami, you, you enjoy yourself, you have fun. We, we've invested a lot of money into, a lot of private money into a public entity here, which is the ballpark, uh, Lone Depot Park now. And, um, you know, we've done that to make sure that our fans have a first-class experience. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to do that as an ownership group. But I think embracing the, the culture here, it's, it's Miami's a fun city to be in. We want to have fun at the ballpark. And, uh, you know, we're in the entertainment business, bottom line. And uh, I know you mentioned a lot of New Yorkers coming down here. But, look, there's a lot of people that are moving to the South Florida area. And uh, we want to make sure that they have a, a, a world-class uh, venue to come to and, and enjoy, whether it's baseball or it's non-baseball events. And so, Derek, just picking up on that, I mean, you're alluding to the fact that there's a lot of competition, you know, not necessarily, you know, you've got to go a little ways to, to get some good baseball competition, but just, you know, kind of eyeballs and, and share of wallet and all of those things. How do you fit into to that broader array of opportunities? Because you say people, you know, come down there to, to have fun. How do you make sure they get to your ballpark? Well, I think it's, it's the messaging. Uh, I think it's affordable. You know, we made sure that, uh, you know, when I talk about the, the, the money that the ownership group has invested into, we have one of the most affordable entertainment options in South Florida. Uh, and we feel as though, look, this is one of the best ballparks in the country. And, uh, you know, for us, it's getting people in here. Once they get in here, they enjoy themselves. And, and uh, you know, we, we've had a lot of renovations to the ballpark. Like I said before, it's a public entity. But we've, we've invested, our ownership group has invested a lot of money into the ballpark because we want the fan base to, to feel as though this is their team. Right? This is the community's team. This is the community's ballpark. And uh, we've also focused on non-baseball events. So this is, uh, this is a venue that we view as 365 days a year, and we're going to continue to pursue non-baseball events. And so, Anthony, on, on the subject of, of baseball and, and your choice to, you know, as, as we sort of jokingly said at the beginning, sort of get married to Derek Jeter and, and, and the Marlins in this case, why baseball? You know, I mean, baseball, I feel like, is at this very critical moment in, in some ways, and we're all at a critical moment coming out of the pandemic. But, you know, when you think about baseball right now, why does this specific sport make sense to you? You know, as as you know, as a, a larger uh, company, a younger company um, that's 11 years old, we looked at, uh, as you can imagine, all types of uh, opportunities out there uh, for us to partner with. And you know, baseball is America's pastime. Um, not not only do we believe that it represents. Uh, uh, a, a, 
the best alignment for Lone Depot. But for me personally, uh, having been uh, not only a baseball fan, um, but a Derek Jeter fan throughout my entire life, um, this, you know, being America's pastime and, you know, one of our, our, our brand uh, voice for Lone Depot is America's lender. So it again just uh, it just further aligns our brand uh, to the overall sort of spirit of the sport and the history of the sport and what it stands for, and certainly um, you know we just believe that uh, as we partner up with not only uh, Miami Marlins but we also uh, are the exclusive mortgage provider for Major League Baseball. So we are sort of doubling down here as an organization to uh, MLB, and uh, we just believe that is uh, just a great alignment for, for our company. One other thing I want to add to this, Jason, is, is when, when Anthony decides to um, retire from his career at Lone Depot, we have a job for him here in the front office because he's done a pretty good job of grilling our, our employees about uh, not only the major league team but what we got coming up through the minor league system. So he's doing his due diligence here with the Marlins organization. I like it. I like it. Uh, that's good. That's good. That that that's an that's an active partnership, as they say. Um, so Derek, how, how did the pandemic change baseball for, from your perspective? Like, what are you coming out of? the last year thinking about when it comes to your fans, when it comes to your team, like how are you feeling about it? Well, I think one, there's, there's a lot of um, optimism. I think the fans missed baseball. I mean, look, this was the first year last year was the first year in 17 years. Our organization was in the postseason, And I know a lot of fans wish they were had an opportunity to come to the ballpark and see it in person, but they didn't. Um, you know, so I, I think there's there's eagerness for our fan base to get back. I think for us as an organization, you know, we set out and, and we said what we were going to do when we took over three and a half years ago. We said we were going to build a, a, a minor league system, a foundation of the organization on baseball operations, and we're going to stick with that plan. And I think you're, you're starting to see uh, our plan um, come to light here. And, uh, you know, we still have a long way to go. I told Anthony this when, when we first spoke is that uh, – we still have a long way to go here as an organization. I always say that, but we do. And, uh, you know, to have him believe in what we're building here. And, uh, you know, there's, it's a big opportunity for the sport. You know, it's a big opportunity for the sport to be back on center stage and, and uh, continue to build uh, our fan base, not only here in Miami, but throughout the country in Major League Baseball. The transparency, the vigor, the focus, and the intensity of, uh, Derek and the entire Marlin organization is really uplifting, and it's contagious. I, I, I can feel it uh, here uh, all the way across the country. Every time uh, I, I sort of review, evaluate, talk to Derek, and talk to the folks of the Marlins organization, it just it just feels like a you know it's 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 a winner in the making, and. Uh, th- that type of spirit and enthusiasm and, and positive energy is something that is intangible that you can't really write into a contract, but you can you can feel it. You can feel that 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 vibe. Derek is is building something of quality, and we just want to hitch our wagon to to his cart, and we want to make sure that that we're along for the ride. So, Derek, has this been harder than you thought? What what surprised you about uh, being in this for three and a half years? Oh, well, I knew it was going to be hard. Anything that means something, anything that's important to you is going to be 
difficult, right? Uh, you know, we looked at it as we had an opportunity to build something special, and, and in my mind, build it from the ground up, which which we set out to do. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily say uh, it's harder than I thought. Um, I think if you you ask my wife, it's more time consuming than she thought. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, it's it's anything that means something to you is. Um, is going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. But, uh, you know, we've, we've had our heads down here for three and a half years. We're going to continue to work hard and, and have our heads down. And, and we've got a long way to go, like I said. But, but it's, it's uh, you know, this right here is a, it's a huge deal for us as an organization, for us as a South Florida community. Um, and it, I think it goes to show that you, you have people that are believing in what we're building. And, Derek, I mean, and both of you guys are sort of alluding to this in some ways. I mean, it you've been in the spotlight your entire life in, in, in many ways, and, and certainly a different sort of scrutiny when, when you're part of an ownership group. You guys have made some some bold decisions in, in hiring, of course, you know, with Kim coming in especially or being promoted um, to her position. How important, how much pressure do you feel? Um, it's a different sort of pressure, obviously, than, than playing for the New York Yankees, but in terms of you just sort of demonstrating and being, I dare say, sort of a role model from an ownership perspective at a time when people are paying a lot more attention to owners. I knew exactly um, the type of organization we wanted to build down here, first-class organization where, you know, players wanted to play, employees want to come work, and, uh, you know, fans want to come watch, and, and there's the way to do it. And, uh, you know, I, I am a little biased, but, I, you know, I played for an organization that's considered by many to be the best, and uh, I learned – quite a lot throughout my 20-year career, 23 years professionally um, with that organization. And, um, you know, I'm trying to take some of the things that I learned and, and, and bring them down here uh, in Miami. But I've always taken the approach where you just do the right thing. You know, you do the right thing. You can't worry about what people say or what people think. I think any time when you're in a, in a position of leadership, you're going to have to make some decisions that get scrutinized at time times and uh, and I'm not uh, I don't shy away from that because every decision that we make is for the betterment of the organization since we've gotten here and we'll continue to make those decisions but um you know this this organization is something that uh, I'm proud of 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 how far we've come once again saying we have a long way to go and so, Anthony, just as I know we're running out of time here, but, you know, I will ask you, we are Bloomberg after all, sort of what you see from from your perspective in the lending business. You guys are, are one of the biggest non-bank lenders out there. We all have questions about the, the broader economy. Obviously, this deal in some ways gives you a deeper window into a very important um, region. But but what do you see it uh, across the, the U.S. economy here? Well, certainly, you know, right now we're in uncharted territory. You know, uh, we're on the backside of of COVID. Uh, certainly, housing has um, changed quite a bit over the last eighteen months. Inventory is at its all time low. Uh, the market for housing and for sellers, in particular, uh, has been uh, very, very uh, bullish. Uh, but interest rates are going up. So we have a new administration. We have uh, different fiscal spending currently. Uh, there's the fear of inflation. And, of course, uh, with rising uh, real estate prices across the country and now rising interest rates, uh, there's some concern about affordability. And uh, we're just going to have to watch that closely for the rest of the year and see what happens. And so, Derek, last question to you. I mean, again, sort of just going back and sort of rounding out this notion of sort of what you've learned as an owner and, and, and sort of picking up on this notion that 
I do feel like we are expecting more and probably rightly of people who own sports teams. You know, this has been quite a year in many ways around athlete activism and, and the expectation that, you know, athletes have stronger voices. You obviously had a strong voice as a player. Now you're on the other side of the desk. How does that change your perspective? How has the last year changed your perspective in terms of working with players, working with a team in a way that is socially responsible and, and really sends the right message, you know, to, to the broader world at a time when we are listening more and more um, to athletes. Well, I think one thing is, is you have to understand that uh, athletes are not just one dimensional. I mean, they have views, they have opinions. And uh, I think, uh, you know, throughout the years, I think they've been more willing to voice their opinions. And, and one thing that I've, I've tried to do in, in, in this position here is to make sure that I communicate and over-communicate, not only with our, with our players, but our front office staff as well, and giving them, giving them an opportunity to voice their opinions, uh, voice their concerns, and, and make sure that I let them know where we stand as an organization. And, and I, I feel as though that everyone should stand up for what they believe in, and they're going to have the support of ownership with this organization. And I think um, you know, a lot of times you have athletes that are a little hesitant to speak up because they're, they're concerned with what the repercussions may be um, from, a, from an ownership group or a front office group. And, and I, I've been very uh, vocal in letting them know that, uh, you know, make sure that you're very clear with your thoughts and, and you articulate um, your thoughts and, and your beliefs, and, and we'll be here to support you. So fans in the stands at the newly named Lone Depot Park? Yes, sir. We're looking forward to it. Opening day in a few days. So uh, this is this is uh, something that we've been looking forward to for, for a year now. And um, I couldn't be more excited about the 2021 season. So, Derek, more deals coming in terms of the, the Marlins uh, across the course of the season. This is obviously a big one, but I know you guys have been busy. Yeah, we have been busy. And, and you know, this is obviously, you know, this is a huge deal for us um, as an organization. But, uh, you know, it's not the only business that believes in what we've been building here. So, you know, we, we've had uh, longstanding partnerships since we've been here with AutoNation, Bacardi. I mean, we have a lot of deals here and, and a lot of local companies that believe in what we're building and building down here as well. But uh, the only thing I'll say about our deal here with Lone Depot is it's a multi-year partnership, and, and it's going to be mutually beneficial to, to for the Marlins and for Lone Depot as well. And, and uh, happy to hear that Anthony's going to be spending a little bit more time down here. Well, thank you so much, Derek Jeter and Anthony Shea. Really good to catch up with you guys on this very newsy day. I'm Jason Kelly. You have been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. Catch this podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Coming up this weekend, we're going to catch up with another CEO. That is the CEO of the Boston Red Sox, Sam Kennedy. Yeah, it's baseball time, folks. So check that out. In the meantime, follow me on Twitter. I'm Jason Kelly at Jason Kelly News. 